citizens of the verse. Today is October 5th, 2951, and welcome to another episode of Readcast. As always, we are a weekly Star Citizen podcast sponsored by the Read Organization. I'm your host, Way Too Geeky, and I'm joined by my co-hosts. His favorite pajamas are Star Trek silk pajamas, <laughs> Mr. Chekhov. Say hello, hello, Chekhov. Hello. Thank you for remembering my heritage. <laughs> uh, and of course, he prefers to trek in tanks instead, Mr. Seagard Olfsen. Thanks for the welcome. Thanks for the welcome. <laughs> so, I, first of all, I can't believe it's October. I know. Um, because, I mean, what's going on? Time is an illusion is right. Um, but yeah, I guess let's start with uh, what we've been up to this past week in the verse. Seagard, have you been doing anything interesting? Uh, I'm a lot of playing, but I... I um... I don't know if I mentioned this before, but I reset my uh, my my solid state drive, my SSD, because um, I was I really was kind of running low on on uh, free space, and that is one of your mm-hmm. key performance inhibitors is a lack of free space. And uh, and then lately I've gone back in and I've added in um, something I think we'll probably talk about in the near future in a in a section we're thinking about adding, but. Uh, a thing called voice meter potato, but it's a mixing so- software. Uh, so my microphone has come in through that. My discord comes in through it. It all, I can move it to any different channel. So I worked putting that back in because I had taken it out and I really like it. I think it does make things sound better. Um, and then I also was working on getting things like um, the ACS voice packs uh, reset up and uh, my stream deck and some other items I have. Uh, just, just trying to figure out how to use them better, right? And uh, to do things in the game and make the game more enjoyable. So awesome. That's great. Yeah. Especially while we have a new patch looming. Yes. Looming. Yeah. Yes. Um, hovering. Hovering, lingering in the, in the distance. Uh, what about you, Mr. Chekhov? What have you been up to this past uh, week? I think similar to what I've been doing previous weeks, just getting ready for the new patch, you know, researching routes to make money, some cargo runs, we're most efficient ones, uh, doing some bounties, checking out, you know, different ships to see what I'm going to grind for. You know, once the patch yeah. rolls out, I don't not going to have the opportunity to experiment. I just want to know what I'm doing as far as mining or bounties. Or I mean, I know myself, I'll get bored doing one thing. So yeah. I kind of have to kind of switch. So first, I have no choice. I got to do the grind. So I'll do the mining first, 100%. And then, you know, I already have my eyes set on the first fighter that I'm going to have. And, um, you know, then start mixing it up. So just... Like I said, playing around, trying to see what's uh, what's out there, and uh, and what about you, Kiki? I um, haven't really been playing. Um, a lot of that really boils down to obviously we're right before a new patch. I've also just been really busy, but besides that, we're right before a new patch. Um, I don't want to play any missions or anything because 
you know, if we're going to grind for money again, I might as well play them fresh and kind of re-experience the game a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then I also think, you know, like I just haven't, I'm just in that pre-patch mode. What I have been doing, it's out of game, but it's Star Citizen related. I have been binging old Star Citizen content. I've been watching all the old Citizen cons, all the old um, streams and everything. Just sort of like, I don't know, just re-familiarizing myself with what's been said, any lore that's, that's happened. Not lore per se, but maybe like insight into what to expect down the road. And... Yeah, I was just been. Oh. I, I think some interesting things are just sort of. One thing I think that's really exciting is they've moved a lot more towards what's closer term than they ever did in the beginning. You know, a lot of the earlier Citizen Cons were about stuff far, far out. Mm. You um, know what I would have loved to rewatch now that you mentioned that? Because when I watched it first time, uh, I just started playing the game. If you remember, Last Citizen Con, the live one, they uh-huh. had the episode on dynamic economy. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. It was With Tony Z. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that, is that out there? Yeah, it's on it's on YouTube. You can watch the you can watch everything from Last Citizen Con on YouTube. Oh. Um, yeah, under Star was... Citizen's streams. And then Tony Z had two more videos on on the dynamic economy since then. So Yeah. That's probably the single most, you know, the single episode, the most influenced me to keep on playing this game because when I heard yeah. that, I was like, wow, this is completely different than anything out there. Yeah, that's right. Like, that's the fall before you joined the org, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, because oh my goodness, I, was, I can't uh, believe that was before you joined. It, it was, right. I, I watched I watched the, no, 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 I, I joined, but I was flying. Oh, and then you watched. I, I was okay. flying in, in Aurora. I, I don't think I even met Sigurd yet. I didn't even know how to land my ship. I didn't know how to yeah. take off. I was stuck in a hangar. And, but then I watched the Citizen Con, yeah. and I kind of said, oh, my God, this game is like, oh. I, there's like it's actually something cool yeah. out there. Because I was going to quit because I couldn't yeah. get out of the hangar. Oh, I said I said check off before you joined the org. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, it was before. Yeah. But, but it was just literally when I started playing, too. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I, it's so weird because it seems like just yesterday, but that was pre-pandemic CitizenCon. Yep, yep. Wait, didn't you join the org in 2018 or 2019? I joined oh, the org in 20... No, it was definitely pre-pandemic, right? But yeah. it was uh, right after this. Yeah, so that must have been, uh, what, is it 19? Or well, 2019 was the CitizenCon. Right, so it was right after. Uh, maybe I want to say joined the or very really late, late in 2019. Wow, I can't. I, the time is really. It's starting to mess with me now. Really, is that crazy? It's 21 already. Wow. Well, not only that, we're more than we're two thirds or um, three quarters of the way through. Yeah, and now oh. I also mind you, 2019. I was playing on my laptop, work laptop, w- without shadow or anything. Mm. Wow. Oh, yeah. I mean, at this rate, no offense, shadow, but yeah, you're not exactly a value add at this point. Starting to feel um, like I might be able to play it on my laptop. That's a nice negative plug. Maybe now they're going to reach out to you and fix it. Well, you know what happened? They... Um, 
they got acquired or something and changed. Remember when they were going to release all the like oh, really yeah. fancy machines and everything? They pulled that. Right, right. I was going to sign up for it no matter yeah. what when I when I heard about like Titan cards, the 3090s. Right? So now I'm deciding, you know, I'm deciding when I'm going to get a new machine because my laptop's great for the road and stuff, but it's I, I just want something a little more high powered. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Anyway, <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's <laughs> Tangent Town, USA. Right. <laughs> um, so I, when people, when I interview people for my company, I'm like, they get me on tangents so easy, and I'm like, yeah, this is how I am. Yep, this is your fearless leader. <laughs> Look out. Um, so Inside Star Citizen last week was all about um, two things, really. Well. I guess you can call it more than that. But the first part of the episode was showing off the new bombing mechanics. Um, so bombs, really the intent is to try and break up some defenses. Um, if you look at the bombing system, it doesn't really have guidance, but you can aim. Uh, down the road, they'll introduce a bombing station so that there's a dedicated person focused on that instead of the pilot. As well as... A remote camera so that you can see what's happening below. Uh, and then after that, we got a, a patch report since this is the last ISC of the quarter. And obviously, yeah, heard, uh, I think we know. I, I think we know what we know we're going to get for three fifteen. It's going to be uh, healing, down states, injuries, treatments. Um, hospitals uh, local inventory player inventory and vehicle inventory a new app on our Moby glass called knickknacks to track your inventory loot generation new missions the a2 bomber the the two different variations of Ares starfighter and redeemer although both of those are going to be a 315.x patch as well as additions to Orison and a polish pass on Broken Moon. So some good stuff. I guess, you know, what do we think about the episode? And then the second question that I have for you is, what do you think they're Tom not telling us we're going to see? Hmm. Seagard? Okay, I, I like the episode. Uh, I thought it was a decent episode for such a short, you know, they're relatively short. Um, I, I know they, um, I didn't hear anything about more ship docking. I think that's, I think we're going to see more ships that can dock. Um, uh, I think, and that's not only with the space station. I mean, you know, uh, you know, we only have three right now, right? That's really where I'm talking about is docking with a space station. I think that's mm -hmm. going to be more common. Um, uh, I wonder if we're not going to see an update to the Cutlass Red or maybe even the RSI medic ship come in. Mm -hmm. That's about it for me. Okay. Mm. What about you, Mr. Chekhov? What do you uh, think of the episode? And, and are there any features you think? We're talking the one with the boom, 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 right? Yes, yes, yes. Bumps. Yeah. Yeah, I love the boom, boom, boom. I mean, just the, the special... I mean, I don't know the utility factor because we just, I mean, I'm, me personally, and I think us sort of 
generally as an org, we really don't do that much on the ground. There are no missions around that yet, right? Plus, you need an A2 to carry them, but just the effects and, uh, you know, it's really, really a cool addition. Um, mm. And, you know, everything else was just a sort of a summary of what's coming around yeah. the corner, which we all agree is extremely cool. Um, with the, uh, yeah, there was nothing else to kind of mention. The only thing I was surprised to hear uh, is that there is nothing on Lorville as far as the hospitals go. So there's maybe a clinic, but not a full hospital. Uh, this patch. Okay. Because if you think about it, then you're, you're kind of, uh, th th that whole part of the system does not have a hospital so you and and it has refineries there right I mean, you'll you'll spawn at the clinic at um everest harbor instead right right but clinic but let's say you need a hospital you to with now we're talking about orison which has a very very uh you know uh uh tough atmosphere to get out of then the other choice is microtech which is really far away Right, and then the third choice is Area 18, right? Well, don't forget you can spawn at a clinic. You just it can't heal your worst wounds. Did they mention anything about Port Olisar that would mm, allow them to no. like, replace well, it with a new station with a clinic? No, well, Port Port they actually didn't men mention either. They didn't mention a clinic being a PO or the replacement for PO, even though we know it's coming at some point. Yeah, and the, the reason why I say that, let's say I, I do a lot of stuff around first, right, which I do actually. So, you know, you you end up in a situation where you need a full-blown hospital, right? So mm -hmm. you, it's just, you know, you better have some fast drives or friends with fast drives because they have to take you all the way across the system to, to get you fixed up. Uh, it's sort of like, to me, it's almost like ending up in prison situation, right? Like, you, know, you, you know, you're laughing with that. I, I said that at the very beginning. I know, right? that's why I'm laughing. Right. It's like, okay, so I'm in prison. Now I got to wait or whatever, go grind. So this is just, you know, time-wise is similar, right? If I need a hospital and let's say I'm mining around Hearst and that's the only thing I'm doing, boom, I, I got injured severely. I got to get to one of those three places, and that's a good, you know, no matter how you slice it, probably a 30-minute, you know, real-world time around, right? That's I guess it depends. And, and then the question is, at that point, it might just be better, you might be better off respawning and having a friend collect your things. Oh. Oh, I see what you're saying. So right, so the, the, there's until the that. until the Lorville Hospital comes in, which I think is what next patch, the patch after. It's in one of the subsequent patches. It's just they're not done with it yet. So you're saying backspace, essentially, or just yeah, or just risk dying, and then you'll spawn at not Hurston, but at um, what you call it, um, Everest Harbor. Okay. So so then I I misunderstood uh, again. Maybe it's too early, the whole, uh, you know, is injury state. I thought that does not cure you no matter what. If you're to a point where you need a hospital, the only way to get you back to your normal state is a hospital. 
So the one thing I don't know is what happens if you die and respawn at a lower tier hospital. Same thing as like if you respawn with a Carrick, right? What we don't know is if that's just a full normal respawn or if you end up having some sort of weird injury that you have to heal. We don't know yeah. one way or the other yet. And there's surprisingly, Leaks Discord isn't giving any real details. Right, because I guess um, the Avocati they're playing. Yeah, well, and supposedly... Um, not. I wanted to talk about this a little later, but supposedly that this um, the stage that Evo's in right now feels like a late stage PTU patch, so they might be having a pretty solid patch this this quarter. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'll be really because this see this is how I understood that you really don't have an option if you if you are the state where you need a hospital, you know, backspace is no longer an option. It is. It's an option. The problem with backspace is if you die, the items in your your local or on your person get dropped in a loot box where Mm -hmm. you die. So you got to have your friend just pick that up. So that's I mean, that just screams to like more group play, in my opinion, because you got someone who's got your back. Yeah, yeah. Or at least, like for instance, if we're going to be do- if people are going to be doing mining and it's going to be a group of people, then having a Carrick follow you guys, or you know, another yeah, I mean, a Carrick specifically because it can respawn and isn't as big as eight ninety. Um, right. Follow you guys so that you can respawn. Yeah, um, I would be really... and not be you know messed up. I'll be really concerned with rock mining because rock mining you can't yeah. expose special booty. But, you know, mining in a halo is probably going to be safer. But like I said, I'm looking from you know personal standpoint. My first uh, stage would be rock mining, so I would kind of be exposed. You know. Yeah. Well, anyway, we'll figure it out. It'll be interesting to see well, I know. how they handle that. I don't know. Um, you know, I, I think they're going to handle it the way I sort of described, but I don't know if they're going to leave some sort of weird injury that maybe it doesn't really do much except affect mobility or something else. They haven't really mentioned it. Yeah, but, but I think you, you, you're right. I think probably the first stage is that your consequences, you, you could still die, but you're going to be looted. So yeah. that's that's kind of the concept. Yeah, so it's like you want to at least die near someone you know, or be at least have them close by so they can pick up your things. But we don't even know if you can identify where your things are after you're dead. You might have to know exactly and, where you were. Right. And, and wait, hold on a second. So and we're assuming that the, the can they pick up that box and place it on their ship? Well, yeah, yeah. they should. But that's like looting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, they can place it on their ship, um, just like a, a loot box. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, I thought it was a good episode. Um, I'm most curious to see. I don't know if there's going to be any mechanics. Although I was thinking about this, similar to you, what you had said, Seaguard. Um, I don't know. Like One they more. haven't mentioned anything about rolling out new ability to name ships for new ships for other ships. Besides the ones that we already have, 
or um, like you said, the um, the docking mechanic for other ships, like the Reclaimer has a standard docking collar. It would be a perfect candidate for, you know, docking because that puppy has a really hard time in Atmo. So, yeah. you know, that, that would be interesting to see. I think I'm really looking forward to seeing Orison's additions, even though it's kind of tough to, tough to get there. Any, they said that there's going to be three additions and I still don't know what the three are. So we know we have cousin crows. We know we have the, um, the showroom for uh, crusader. What's the third thing that was anyway? Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, no, <laughs> I know. I didn't hear anything. And I was like, did I just lose signal? <laughs> Uh, so what don't we really have that other places have? I mean, the only do we there's have two a trade things. division. Do we have a trade division there? Well, there's yes. Um, there's two things I could think of. Either they're the, the, using it to the hospital. Is it at yeah, the, but hospital? the hospital's already there? So the question, what I was going to say is, maybe they're counting the uh, you know like beyond just the base hospital, but the actual rooms. Or yeah. I was thinking either the convention center, even though we might not be able to see it yet in 315, or the um, or that other store in Stratus, that's not completely built out yet. Or that could just still be future gameplay. We don't know. Yeah, I think it's the opening of the hospital. I'm pretty sure. I wouldn't. I wouldn't doubt it at all. It, it wouldn't shock me. Um, cool. So then the uh, next piece of content that we have, and I'm surprised to hear Chekhov enjoyed this, um, was we got to see uh, game devs essentially on Friday with Star Citizen Live make a traffic cone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, I can't really speak to much more than they made a traffic cone and talked about how high fidelity they wanted said traffic cone to be. And it was all completely serious. Um, they were not joking about the traffic cone. They were completely serious about how they wanted to look good, which at the very least does remind us that, that the devs and everyone contributing to the product or the project has a high standard and it's something that I appreciate despite the fact that seems nuts. Um, so, uh, Seagard, what, what did you think of that riveting episode? You know, you know, I watched it and, uh, I thought it was kind of in a way, um, it was different. They actually built something, right? I mean, they took something that existed they didn't just rebuild it. I mean, they completely redid and built another one, right? I mean, <clears throat> the old one gets thrown away and the new one gets kept. Um, and it, it, that kind of shocked me that, I mean, is that what they do with every ship or, you know, every component when they have to bring it up to the, the latest standard? I mean, is I'm sure that depends. Yeah, because that seems like a lot of work. I mean... Whereas I may have just taken that thing and changed the colors on it, put a flashing light on top, and 
you know, make it hover three feet of three inches above the ground and said, good enough. <laughs> you know? um, I was just surprised that they went through all that effort to make a new model um, for a cone. Right. I mean, think about it. There's cargo crates, there's oil drums, there's vending machines, there's, you know, you name it. Right. There's mm-hmm. a lot of items out there. So, mm-hmm. so that kind of, that kind of shocked me that they would do that. Right. Um, yeah, not only, I mean, you're absolutely right. Not only that shocked me, but that kind of brought in yet again a whole new appreciation, a reminder of what this is all about. I mean, think about it. This is what it takes to do a lousy traffic call. And there's so many more, you know, items in this game. Physicalized inventory is not even all in yet. And they need to do this every day to the whole, you know, system, right? What were they physicalizing the cone? Uh, well, no, they were, I guess, uh, what they were saying is that it's kind of re- ready. Not not everything is ready to be physicalized, but yeah. I guess they, they have a pass where they actually going to be ready to physicalize. Oh, okay. You know, so that was, that was the idea. Uh, and then it also kind of reminded me, okay, well, why does it make sense to stay in alpha, right? So this would have been a, a you know your regular development kind of cycles where you go to you know you do it in development environment then you go into production then you know it's a, it's more just a you know hot patch and when you do something like this almost sounds like this kind of stuff they're just like going around fixing and they just get updated you know constantly in the game because we are alpha and it makes mm. sense that you stay until you get to a certain stage because you can't even do this kind of stuff even when you're in beta, I don't believe, you know, let alone when you're live. So mm. it, it, it speeds up the development process for sure, but, but it is not what they have to do. I mean, he literally sat there and took him, what, good half hour to, to update this, you know, traffic cone, you know, so... But, I'm guessing they chose the cone specifically because they could accomplish it in the time period that they had and use it as an illustrative example for how they have to do this for a ton of stuff. Yeah, that, that does make sense. So the, the, the other thing that comes to mind is, you know, and I think I mentioned this way in the beginning, you know, and I was going to actually post this as sort of a question to everybody out there. When, you know, would they ever consider creating either a, a, a planet or even a whole separate system, right? When I say system, that would be in the segregated servers, let's say, uh, to do uh, to allow user-created uh, content, right? Because uh, if I go back and remember when I used to play like Second Life, right, they would give us what they call, you would buy a piece of land, uh, mm-hmm. which... Pretty much, you bought a resource on on a on a server, right? Which allowed you X amount of prims, right? Prims meaning primitive objects, and mm-hmm. and they gave you all these tools, just like we've seen the developers use. So I can actually go, let's say, if it's my hab, my house, I can build whatever I want in it. Anything from a you know a, a furniture to to a vehicle that actually I could drive around. Right or, or a little boat, 
So, and when I say do it in like in a separate sort of a sandbox server, so it doesn't take away the resources from general PU, but it would mm. be really cool if you could, you know, build something there and maybe you sort of uh, based on them, their approval, let's say you happen to build a really cool ship or they can have a contest on a really cool ground vehicle, you know, or, or even some sort of a gadget or device. And then you submit that for approval, and then they actually drag it into the PU. You know, I, don't I mean, know. it's not—it's not a bad idea. I, I don't know if they'll ever do something to that degree. Um, who knows? Maybe. Yeah, well, think about it. It's we—the we, reason why that came to, to mind because this is one developer doing a call, and it's taking him half an hour to do. So, based on that, how long is it really going to take? To, for area 18 to come to life, right? Now, when you have user-created content, I, I mean, I cannot tell you, you know, back a second live day, how much content was appearing mm. daily in that environment. I mean, really cool content. You know, people... Yeah, I mean, it's like Ready Player One. Oh, yeah. They, they, they replicated... There was re replicas of, of museums like Versailles, you know, like really cool stuff. Or actually a better analogy now is Minecraft. Uh, Minecraft, or I believe Space Engineers, if I'm yeah. not wrong, right? Yeah. That might yeah. be a, a more analogous or a more yeah. target audience uh, oriented response for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, we all know how I felt about the episode. I I get it, though, because we are headed into Citizen Con week and even though a lot of it's been pre-recorded this year, they still have a lot to do and you don't want to take developers time away because there's still going to be a live demo portion. So I get it. I'm not, I'm not actually as bitter as I sound. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> <laughs> not quite. Not quite. No, I sound bitter. I'm not really bitter. I just, I'd rather them not do anything. But that's me. So if you guys got some value from it, I should shut up. It's entertaining sometimes, right? It's uh, yeah. I mean, it's it wasn't Jared Lee. If Jared Lee was on there, or Jeremiah Lee rather, um, you know, that's different because him and Jared have such a funny discourse together. But I don't know. I feel bad for it's. It's a weird. I'm gonna shut up. <laughs> yeah, no. The only reason I'm just going to shut up. It, it wasn't the episode itself. It just what uh, made me think about the possibilities of this game. Mm. So. I mean, it's the most excited I've I've heard you talk about something know, right? like <laughs> like that. The fact that you even watched it, I'm shocked. Well, it was like one of you ever watch something that you're really watching, but you're not watching it. I watched the first mm. five minutes, and then the rest was like you know listening, background. And kind of thinking, yeah, the background yeah. kind of stuff and thinking what I mean, the possibilities are. I was bored by Nubifier's like description of it. <laughs> uh, That's how bad it sounded to me. But, like I said, I should be quiet because some people like that kind of stuff. Not as many people as, as like a nice sprint report kind of scenario, but <laughs> Still, um, so uh, this week um, 
we will see the roadmap update tomorrow with its corresponding roadmap roundup. We'll also have the September PU monthly report as well as Squadron 42s. Um, Thursday, we will not have an episode of um, Inside Star Citizen uh, because they are on their hiatus for the quarter. And then um, Friday, there will not be a Star Citizen Live because we have Shocker Citizen Con on Saturday. So um, content-wise, we're getting a hopefully a really promising roadmap, but outside of that, not a huge chunk except for the monthly reports. Um, and then obviously the, the most content will be um, Saturday with citizen con so if you haven't if you haven't participated in citizen con before it's super super uh info rich and exciting so uh, be prepared to expect the unexpected and hopefully it won't be one of the more boring ones like we've seen sometimes um they did say with regards to citizen con that this year's because CitizenCon, for those who don't know, and I don't know if you know this or not, check off because you're quote unquote relatively new. Um, at this point, you're not relatively new, but still, um, you might not know this. But one of the things CIG gets ripped on when it comes to CitizenCon is, or even uh, Gamescom, because they did a lot of Gamescoms back in the day is that a lot of the content that people see in those uh, episodes actually isn't like you see the sandworm demo and all that fun stuff, but it's not like it's the in-game asset that we're going to see necessarily whenever they introduce that. It's usually sort of like a faked version of it. Granted, it's done sort of in engine, but it's not even remotely close to the final product, product and it's not even you know, in active development, it's just for demo. And so I can't remember who said this uh, the other day, but they essentially posted saying everything you're going to be seeing at CitizenCon is something that they're actively working on. It's not going to be any faked demos or anything like that. So mm. I'm hoping that doesn't mean set your expectations. I don't think they meant it from a set your expectations low standpoint. I think they truly meant it like, what you're going to see is what you're going to get. And it's probably sooner rather than later, but you know, we'll see Saturday. Um, now, uh, the other thing that we noticed. So, and, and then Saturday, for those who don't know, um, citizen con will be streaming on, uh, Twitch at 3 PM UTC. For those of you who are East coasters, that is, um, 11 a.m. And then obviously West Coast, it's 8 a.m. And Central, it's uh, 10. And uh, Mountain Time, it's 9. For those who can't calculate that. I did that real fast and I'm impressed with myself. Mm. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, yeah. So uh, some content this week that I think is interesting um, and maybe a little bit of controversy, not. Not too much per se, but, um, you know, it is the spookiest season of the year. And with that usually comes the day of the Vara celebrations. 
Um, so for those who don't know, Day of the Vara is essentially Star Citizens in lore Halloween. It's all about, you know, it's sort of like a combination of Halloween meets Day of the Dead. Um, and usually we have some contests and all this fun stuff. And last year we had a really, really engaging um, contest. There were two things that you could do. One, you could win a scarecrow mask by going to Benny Henge. And then you can also win a Van Duel helmet. Well, they're both helmets. Van Duel helmet by killing... How many people was it? Was it at least 50? 50, 50, yeah. Yeah, so if you were flying either a Gladius or... Was it a Glaive? No, I think it was, a, it was a... No, I thought it was a Gladius. No, it was, it was a Gladius or some other ship. I can't remember what. Um, uh, if you remember. got 50 kills with that, then you could get a Vanduul helmet. Um, and essentially, this year... Um, and then there's usually skins... This year for Day of the Vara, there are skins for Drake ships. So that will include, they're all the, um, it's like a ghoulish green. Um, I have one for my uh, my uh, Cutlass, and I love it. But um, it's for all the Drake ships this year, including the Caterpillar, the Buccaneer, the Cutlass Black again, as well as the Dragonfly. The Hill Horror Helmet is back. Last year you had to visit Benny Henge. This year you have to visit Jump Town in order to get it. Um, Wait, which, also, which helmet is it? The Hill Horror. It looks like a scarecrow. Oh, okay, okay. You got that one last year, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then there's also a timed cave run contest. So I guess they created some sort of little timer button that once you stood on it and, and left... Um, it would time it, and I guess you have to record yourself going into the cave and then coming back. I don't know how far you have to go. You have to read the rules a little further for that. First prize, you get a caterpillar. Second prize, you get a buccaneer. Third prize, you get a dragonfly. All of them will come with their ghoulish green print uh, paint. Rather, uh, There's a jack-o'-lantern carving contest as well as you can buy those creepy bear helmets that they had mm. on sale. The thing that people are most disappointed at in the quote-unquote controversy here are is the lack of the Van Duel helmet this year. Um, how do you guys feel about this? Seaguard, what, what are your thoughts? The Van Duel helmet's not showing up this year. Um, is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? Do you care? Do you not care? I don't, I don't like to ask really, any more questions. <laughs> yeah, I don't really care. Um, I think it's a, a decent looking helmet. I actually like the ones with the, uh, you know, the uh, the the helmets. It's all damaged. It has the alien skull, the skull in it with the alien poking out of it. Oh yeah, I think that's a far neater outfit. The um, uh, it's a parasite. It's like a movie helmet. Yeah, yeah. So you have that one, but you also have a regular version of it with. Without anything wrong, it's just all beat up and taped, and I like yeah. that one. Um, but I also like those two to go with it. I think that's a fun, yeah. a fun way. Those two, for people who don't know, are subscriber flare. But if you are a subscriber, you can buy them. If your friends are a subscriber, they can buy them and gift them to you. Yeah. 
And I think it's five bucks. Yeah. Um, what do you think, Chekhov? How do you feel? First of all, do, do either of you have a Vanduul helmet from last I, year? I don't have the Vanduul. No, helmet. I don't. And actually, I would have liked to have had an opportunity to get one because I didn't. I, I didn't even attempt to do the kills because I wouldn't have gotten them. But this time around, I would actually at least made a run for it. Uh, but one thing I also wanted to say, I don't know if everybody is aware that uh, the day of VAR is also not on the same date as Halloween, right? No. It's on a different date. Yeah, it is. Yeah, which is October 27th. Yeah. So I've been reading up on the lore a little bit. Oh, look at you, check off. <laughs> That's great. I, I mean, it, it is a cool little holiday. I look forward to when they start to make more and more stuff in game. Like, could you imagine this procedural, not procedural, but I guess systemic um, events and things like that? They can go so far with celebrating some of these things down the road. Um, I have to say, I don't have the Van Duel helmet myself. I'm not disappointed about it. I have a funny feeling they didn't do it this year because they don't know what they want to do in order to earn it. Because last year, the 50 kills ended up being conga lines of death instead of legitimate kills. And I think they really want it to be something that was a true earned thing in game. And it didn't feel like people were earning it. It just felt like people were getting it by, you know, there were some people who had that badge of honor that were like, no, if I don't kill 50, 50 players, I'm not going to get it. And then there were other people who were like, line up, everybody. One, two, three. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I have a feeling that's why they skipped it. Or maybe they just couldn't think of another thing to do. And I didn't want to do the same thing. I don't know. Um, but I'm not disappointed because I don't care. I don't want to look. I'm one of those people that's like, I don't want to look like I'm a Vanduul. I don't want to fly a Vanduul ship because mm-hmm. I don't want to look like the enemy. I, you know, it's, it is a cool helmet though for people who are role playing the fact that it looks like a Vanduul. Um, but I see them all as like Day of the War helmet type things. I do wear my Scarecrow one during. During the, the creepy season. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it looks cool. It reminds me of the Scarecrow from Batman. Um, and oh, then, as you, as you all know, um, 315 is an Evocati. And as I already mentioned, it sounds like it's a pretty stable build. But I'm concerned that there's no news. Um, I guess one of the questions I had for you two is... Do we think we're going to see another ship? And if so, will it be straight to flyable? And what do we think we're going to see? Seaguard? I think we'll see uh, a straight... I think we'll see a straight to flyable ship. Uh, in fact, I'm very confident of that. Um, it, yeah, it won't be one of the... Uh, it won't be a big ship and it won't be a starter ship. So I suspect... Mm-hmm. Um, I suspect that, you know, it's going to be some kind of jack of all trade ship. Um, I, you know, maybe something comparable to an MSR. 
which can do a little bit of data running and a little bit of, you know, cargo and everything else. Um, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's, it's really, it's really hard to say because I haven't really seen any of the ideas out there yet, but yeah, there, there does seem to be, you know, MSR seems to be a hybrid of, of two different types of ships, at least two different yeah. types of roles. I would like to see another one come out like that, right? I feel like, um, I guess I can't speak to if it'll be straight or flyable or not. But if you look at if you look at the history, they almost always announce a large ship, like a very large ship, almost capital class or close to it. Around Citizen Con. Con. Yeah, because yeah, if you look last year or not last year, last Citizen Con, they put up for sale the Kraken Privateer. The year before that was what? The Pioneer? Mm-hmm. And then the year before that was the Kraken. I think the Polaris was announced at Citizen Con. Mm-hmm. Well, which, um, which patch did they surprise us with a Nomad? Because that was. Out of nowhere, right? That was that was during the IAE. Yeah. So I think two things are going to happen. I think you you're you're both right. Well, I was hoping for a four hundred, but I think what's going to happen. I think that'll be IAE, is my guess. Yeah. So this way, I think you're right. They're going to announce something, you know, a, a large capital concept. And in addition to that, there's going to be a smaller, uh, unexpected one that no one expects in, in game, just like Nomad. I bet you it'll be the raft. Yeah, what is the raft? The Argo raft is something that's come up, or it might be the refinery ship that they mentioned two years ago. Yeah, that would be a cool one to get. Yeah, see, refinery probably is the right time. And that feels time. right. I wonder, so if, if they were to announce... What are your thoughts if they if they do announce? I mean, it's pretty common that they announce a large scale ship, but we never know these days. They could yeah. change their minds. They could change it up. You know, they don't always. It's not like they're a blueprint either. What What do you think we'll see? You know, from like, what will the ship do? What Who's the manufacturer? And what do you hope to see if they announce a large scale ship? Large scale ship, um, a new a new one. That it's not yeah. even the concept before. Yeah, a new concept. I would say a militia carrier, but that's kind of what the Kraken is. Um, um, I, I'll you know I'll tell you I'll go out on the limb here. I'll say a large ground vehicle. Hmm. I would really? say a large mining ground vehicle. Maybe. Something that could crack large rocks um, like a prospector can or like a, uh, a uh, uh, what's the other one? Uh, mole. Mole can. Hmm. And you can live on it, log out on it. I mean, I would start that up in a heartbeat. And where, yeah, where would that, what would that fit into? Well, you can move it in a C2. Yeah. Oh, so drop like, it off and like just... a ballista size or something kind of like oh, that? Oh, at least. Yeah, I'd say ballista size or bigger. 
because the ballista is not very big on the inside, right? Yeah. But something that you could live in and, you know, maybe it's an articulated thing, twice the length of a ballista, big ground clearance. Uh, Will something twice the length of a ballista fit in a Hercules? Oh, yeah. Hercules is big. But I thought lengthwise, I thought they only fit like a ballista and a half. Oh, or do they fit I, two? I thought, it, I thought it was. I thought it could at least fit three tanks, but uh, oh, the tanks they can fit three, but the tank is much shorter than the ballista. Yeah, you're right. With the yeah. cannon retracted, right? I think. Yeah, you're probably right. So yeah, it's got to be about the size of a ballista then. Maybe taller. Maybe it has a lot more room because it's yeah. taller and it has maybe like two decks even. Yeah. I would say uh, uh, that would be something that would excite me, right? That a would land be... crawler like the uh, Jawas. Yeah, kind <laughs> of scrapper, like that. A scrapper vehicle. Yeah, kind of like that. You know, and you can log out and stay on the on the vehicle and move around and, um, you know, do your thing. Even the size of a prospect, the size of a prospector for a solo player, that would mm. be great. Yeah. I guess I guess we'll see what happens. Uh, Chekhov, what do yeah. you think, and what would you hope for? Well, uh, Doug, actually, that's a great idea because we have so many, you know, mineables on on surface, and you know, it's almost a waste to use a prospector for them. I mean, you need, I just you think the distance, space. personally, not the distance to cover. You know, it's um, it's actually not too bad. I mean, the 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 rock mineable are really few and far apart. But yeah. if you're not that picky, you know, uh, larger rocks are, what, 4,000, 5,000 apart. Uh, you can actually go from one to another, you know, in a, in a at cyclone type of speeds. It's not too bad, you know. Well, and, and that's also assuming... I mean, we're assuming that mining, we know mining's not going to change radically, but mineral slash resource distribution could. Yeah. Right? If there's veins of minerals, then a land vehicle's perfect. Why have something that guzzles fuel floating when, yeah. on, a, on a planet surface when you can have a vehicle? Right, that but, could keep doing it. Right, but you're right. I didn't think about. I mean, it, it would not be very practical to take it in and out of uh, Hercules. You know, just it's yeah, way I too like large. Long term, that'll be a waste. Short term, maybe not. But long term, game wise, I don't think a Hercules <laughs> is going to be like the ship you want to move something like that around with. Well, uh, right. So, in, in like previous, from point to point on a planet, you know, from planet right. to planet, yes. I agree, but from and um, also we one big improvement are the 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 ramps. The the ramps are going to be mm. uh, uh, quite improved in three fifteen, right? So mm. part of the challenge was is are they? Not, uh, yeah, they supposedly they uh, they will automatically. Sort of, That's uh, not in three fifteen. I don't think. Oh, it's not three fifteen. I thought it was. No, it's on the roadmap for sure, but I don't think it's three fifteen. Oh. I think it's three. Okay. I think it's either three sixteen or three seventeen. 
Okay, well, until that comes around, it's pointless because a huge part of the problem is that you taking vehicles in and out is is that on a large dangerous, yeah. <laughs> it's, too, it's too dangerous. You you know you, you're off and that's it. You're going to blow them up, or you won't be able to get them back in. So it, that just becomes a big headache. So yeah, I I don't think this is going to happen just because of so many uh, you know challenges. What I would wish for, uh, I, I don't know, but something um, sort of uh, uh, like like a, a different nomad, you know, someone in that class, maybe I'll step up and sort of, uh, uh, you know, a jack of all trades, but a little different, you know, I can't tell you what it is. I mean, I would love for them to surprise us. Just like we did Nomad. Nomad was totally unexpected. Exactly. Nobody ever thought they were going to do a freaking flying pickup truck, right? Yeah. You know, so maybe this is exactly what they're going to do. It's totally surprises. Yeah. Well, what do I, you think? I can't speculate too much with the exception of I know a lot of people are thinking, well, we still don't really have a capital-sized anvil ship. The closest we have is a Carrick so far. You know, RSI has quite a few capitals. Aegis has a couple capitals. Our our main military contractor doesn't seem to have any capital-sized ships yet. Hmm. You know, and they're they're the ones that have the UEE contract right now in lore. So I wouldn't be shocked if some sort of anvil... You know, large scale ship might be. I also wouldn't be surprised if we get another larger, you know, exploration ship that maybe isn't on the the frontier, but might be more like an endeavor. Although I don't think that's what we're going to see. Although who knows? We don't even really know the theme of Citizen Con this year. Remember? Right. We knew the theme of Citizen Con two years ago. We don't have an actual theme this time. So. I guess we'll see. You know, you mentioned things that they they hadn't talked about. Another one they haven't talked about is uh, improved scanners. Right, Mm -hmm. everything right now has the same scanning ability, and missiles are identical. Right, they have the same performance. Or guns, guns have the same performance factor. Yeah, yeah, but that I think they said they they nerfed all. They did that intentionally. Intentionally, right? They haven't mentioned when they're going to bring it back to some. Adjusted balance. I think that's patch by patch, probably. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, one thing Grim uh, posted in Discord today um, that was interesting is he sort of did his own little quote unquote Citizen Con teaser and he showed two capital ships with a docking collar between the two of them. Hmm. That would be neat. So it might be cool to see some ship to ship docking. I mean, I think at a, at the very least we'll see Pyro and maybe we'll see Nyx at CitizenCon. I'm not even saying the main show. We don't know what the main show will be. A jump point will probably yeah. be involved, let's face it. I, I think that also what's going to happen is going to be back to sort of, uh, you know, Gold Rush days. And now, you know, if they're going to wipe in, because that's kind of what we had when they wiped last time, right? the... Mm-hmm. Uh, the cargo runs were better. Mining play was better. 
I mean, literally, if you wanted to grind seriously, you could make, uh, uh, not exploiting, but you could literally make half a million a day. You know, so yeah. I think they're going to bring a lot of that back because they know that a, a wipe is a disappointment for many. But if they're going to allow you to really be able to, you know, grind it back up, uh, I think people will be more enthusiastic. So I truly think that we, we're going to see the rock mining game back. We're going to see yeah. maybe more Quantanium out there and cargo rounds a little bit more lucrative than they are now. Maybe. Let's hope. I mean, let's hope they're more they're more lucrative now um excellent well i can't wait we'll we'll know soon enough we have five days oh not even five right it's four days i thought it was the tenth. Uh, i think the there's a there's a time countdown yeah somewhere. it's the ninth so i was thinking it was the tenth for some reason oh because i have something on the tenth the the worst part is it's not the worst part i say that um but I have to actually spend time with my family on the ninth, and I'm worried that I'm not going to get it. I'm not going to get some of the broadcasting until later. Mm. That really makes me nervous. Anyway, <laughs> um, so I think what we should talk about we've we've sort of thought about our segments a little bit. It's still we're still sort of like in experimentation phase. Um, but we're thinking about swapping out some segments. So our ship comparison. Hang on one second. I don't know what my cat's doing, but it's something. It sounded like something was breaking into my apartment. It's probably uh, my wife yelling in the background. I don't know if you guys are hearing that. <laughs> at first, I thought you were saying it was your wife yelling in my apartment. I was like, yeah. let me out. Let me out. <laughs> Help me. Seaguard, you have to record tonight or else she goes. Um, okay, I'm not recording. <laughs> Bye. I got a good wife. I got a good wife. <laughs> uh, so we were thinking about it, and our ship comparison, while a great idea, it's going to run out of steam pretty quickly because we only have so many ships and so many variations of the same ship. So we thought it would be best to introduce, and maybe we can rotate segments or whatever the case may be, but at this point we think a tips and tricks might be really helpful, especially as we're coming up to a point where people are going to have to start making money again from scratch. Um, I guess before diving into any tips and tricks people have, um, you know, if anyone has any thoughts as to other things they'd like us to explore during the podcast, please feel free to let us know. But yeah, Seaguard, any tips, tricks you wanted to pull out of your hat? Uh, let's see. What are some? I, I, I mentioned one before we came on. What was that one? I know. That's. I'm like, I thought you had one, Seaguard. I did. I had one. Um, <laughs> Logging, unlocking, maybe on different. Ships. So, so I, you know, I've kind of I was sitting here taking down some thoughts uh, while we we're sitting here, and uh, there, so I'm going to start with I'm I have four objectives for the next patch, right? Um, all of these are how I'm going to play next time, and one of them is directly related to logging off and logging on to my ship. 
I have found that I do in the past struggle when I log off on a planet in the middle of nowhere, right? It can lead to long load times and sometimes a reset. But if I log on or log off on a known station's platform or even better yet, near a space station, like near the struts or something, just tucked away but floating in space in my ship, I usually come in, in fact, always come in perfect. Uh, <laughs> even after several days not playing, I'll just pop up, I'll be in my ship, I'll get out of bed, and I'm in, I'm, I don't have to walk around, I don't have to do anything, I just get in and fly wherever I'm going to go do. So one of the goals I'm going to take on for, I basically four goals I set up. One of them is to log on and off my ship when I start playing, because I want to maximize my time actually doing my money making um, and maximizing my play time. This, the, the second one is I want to, at least once a week, I want to run a multi-cruise ship so that others can make money. Right. So I used to do this with the mole uh, checkoff, and I would do this. I think, Geeky, you and I have done this. But we would take out a ship, crew it up with two of the newer members yeah. uh, that needed some credits, and we would just go out and mine. And it's actually a blast to go out and do something as a multi-crew ship, even if it's clean, mm. clearing claims. And I always tend to just take the profit and split it amongst the three people or four people on the ship. If there's anything that doesn't divide evenly, I would use it to pay off my gas money for the ship. Um, I think that that would work very well with the fact that I want to log in and log off on my ship. I could just drop them off, park the ship out on the strut, leave it hovering and get in bed and log out. Um, the other thing is I want to work on somebody else's ship as a member of the crew. So, so during the week, I will, I will look for an active opportunity at least once a week to just crew on somebody else's ship, have them pick me up. You know, maybe I'll float over to the station, you know, have a pick <laughs> up at that station. I'll fly off, go do my job, and have them drop me back off. Um, if not, I'll have to catch rides all the way back to my ship. But always try to come back to that ship at the end of the day and log off. And then um, the last thing is to make that event uh, that um, I want to continue the, the effort we had just started just a few weeks back for reprogramming what the logistics group would do going forward. And that was to really work on coordinating ourselves a little bit better using some new positions we came up with um, and to host some uh, scheduled events. So mm -hmm. I have a list of scheduled events that people have helped me build. Sure. They've contributed them and you know, Hamar and a bunch of others. And uh, I'm going to put those out as soon as we get through the, probably the first week of 315. Uh, some are things like uh, shooting ranges, you know, sniper competitions. Um, we could do uh, others are like grenade launcher competitions. And this is all for the role of master at arms. They would come up with kind of a, a series of standard ways of running a rifle range, basically. What do we use for targets? What are the ranges we want to shoot at? How do we organize it? And what are we going to contribute as the, as the either the, the, the badge of honor that the, the winner will be? You know, maybe they'll become sniper first class. If there's eight people there, only one person is going to get it. So the next time we do it, someone else can get a chance to get it. 
mm-hmm. um, right? Uh, so grenades, there's you know hand-to-hand fighting. There's all these things that a master at arms can do. Uh, to and we've got a series of those missions. Another one is search and rescue. I have a great scenario for that that would work for the whole org. Um, it, it looks really fun and it's relatively fast. Uh, so those are the four things I'm going to focus on. Uh, the tip, you know, the tip, like I said, certainly is logging off and logging onto your ship is a fun way to play the game. Yeah, get more time playing the game. I like it a lot, and the trick is to log out near a, an object that doesn't go away in the universe. Right, the big, the big stations are very stable. You can just hover near the center post or anywhere out of the way underneath that overhang, and you'll generally appear every time. Um, so that would be, that would be, um, one, I could, I could go down another path talking about control setups, but I think that would be too far off and we'll talk that another day. Uh, (laughs) So check off, do you have any good tips and trips, tricks for this week? Well, actually, um, as we speak, um, I'm experimenting with one now. So first of all, I can tell you there's nothing more satisfying than seeing a ship full of cargo to the max. You know, which only I found happens when you buy scrap. Uh, One thing I just found out, and that was coincidentally, is that I was on Cruel 1, and I was going to go buy, even though my ship was available, right, in the the window, uh, max, but it was stored at PO, right? So I should be able to uh, load up with cargo, ideally, if it's available, and, and I, it doesn't have to be claimed in the window. But what I found out when I went to admin's office, uh, when I tried to buy and put a scrap on it, it came up as unavailable. So I had to had to go actually retrieve it and put it on the deck, right, on the pad. And then I was able to go back and fill it up with uh, scrap. So that was you know news to me. I didn't know that you actually have to do that. I thought as long as the ship is available and doesn't have to be claimed, no matter where it is in the system, you can, you know, load it up with cargo and then claim it. Not claim it, but then retrieve it. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, apparently it's not the case. At least this is what the, unless it's a bug, but it didn't let me do it. So, second thing I'm gonna, again, uh, uh, this was a sort of still a theory I mentioned in the previous podcast. This is the way to, uh, pre, you know, uh, protect yourself from 30Ks. So this is obviously only works when you're carrying from space station to space station, right? So what you do is you take off, right? And then you set your destination towards where you want to go. So I'm going from Cruel 1 to PO, right? So I'm going to set my destination to PO, and then I'm going to turn around, right? After I set it, I'm going to request for landing back at Cruel 1, right? So now, theoretically, if a 30K occurs, my cargo should be protected. Mm-hmm. Okay? So it was true. It did work for the refined goods. So it should do the same thing for plain simply carrying cargo. Because remember, our biggest fear in carrying cargo is the money that we invest, especially now when you don't have much to play around with 315, and then losing it all to 30K. So 
this actually totally protects you from losing that. So, um, so you've confirmed that, or is that your theory still? It, it was it was confirmed from okay. the refineries. Uh, unfortunately, I can't confirm it now until, unless I get a thirty k. Yeah. So, uh, well, right plus, who, who knows if if that might change? You know that we don't know if there's other changes to three fifteen that aren't as apparent. So it's not like they ever told us, "Hey, by the way, cargo all of a sudden is going to be, or you know, hauling isn't going to be as profitable anymore." It just sort of started happening to us. <laughs> so right, right. Um, yeah, but okay. again, if if you can protect your cargo, you know, a hundred percent. I would run cargo all day long. The only yeah. fear is that very, very small margins and you're risking of losing it to a 30K. So, yeah. But if you eliminate at least the 30K out of it, then it's worth even running it at small margins. Yeah. yeah. True. Um, I don't have any pre-prepared tips and tricks. What I did want to say is... I'm super excited to start to talk about things like what type of, like how to better, um, you know, be like a great medic in the field or some of the new things coming up. I'm really excited about that in addition to sort of talking through how people might be able to make money in an effective way um, coming in 315 and even rebuilding their own sort of financial prosperity and game. Right. Um, awesome. So we have a lot of banter from um, your question, Seaguard. Uh, although I just realized uh. I skipped a segment, but do we have anything prepared for our favorite Science. segment? Mm. Science. Well, Science. I thought we kind of substituted that with tips and tricks. Yeah, it kind of yeah. felt like we sort of talked about some of that yeah. stuff. So unless anyone wants to add anything, no, I think I think we're good. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Great. Um, so yeah, Seaguard's question last week, and and actually, Chekhov had a question. Chekhov, do you remember your question? Yeah, my question okay, was uh, about uh, you know. What do I advise as to what, what do I do when I'm left at 315 with only a nomad and about 150 uh, in between credits and cash uh, entering 315? Uh, what should be my plan uh, to build back up, uh, you know, the ships that I lost, which is about a dozen by the year's end? Great. Okay. Excellent. And then Seaguard had asked, um, given what we know about cloning um, and the Abraham Spear, um, oh, and the Abraham Spear's alien origins, do you think there will be cults opposed to its use? Maybe believers in AI or religious groups? Um so our first response was strictly to Seaguard's question, and it was from Nick Narell. And he said, that's really difficult to say as the text, the tech clearly, uh, the text clearly aligns. Sorry, hang on. Let me restart because I'm reading words that don't exist here. 
That's really difficult to say as the text clearly alien origins. It's gonna, it is going to be arbitrary either way. The key aspect will be how do religions fuel Vandal and by proxy the tech we got from them. Good point, Nick. I can hear Nick saying it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> good, and, then, good point. and then Yar says, the way regeneration is described could be construed as evidence of they the saw. existence of souls. However, contrary to most, if not all, real-world religions, the lore suggests that human souls are mortal. I can imagine a wide range of philosophical ramifications. Assuming the current dominant world religions are still present in Star Citizen, I would expect that any devout believer in the heaven afterlife would be opposed to risking the degradation of the soul that the regeneration process seems to inflict. Conversely, regeneration is a win-win for anyone who expects that their final destination is hell. So that's from Nyar. Hmm. I have to say just one comment that I would say is I didn't necessarily get the fact that there was, I don't think your memories and experiences necessitate, necessitate, sorry, necessitate the fact that that means your soul um, moves forward. Although I wouldn't say that it didn't say that, but it doesn't, to me, it's not, it's neither here nor there for evidence of the existence of a soul so much as a consciousness. Oh my God. Yeah. You know, and, and this is actually kind of like the question that it's an, an old Star Trek question that's, that McCoy has in the original series. He hates the transporters because he thinks you actually just die and mm. a copy of you is born and, and it's not really you. You're dead. <laughs> your, yeah. your copy lives on. <laughs> right? Really? Yeah, that's what he always thought in the original series. So he hated transporting. Uh, so that was always this debate they always would talk about in the early shows. And that's why I thought about this. I said, really, I was thinking about it, saying, do you really just die? And, you know, with another one, it's cloned of you, but your memories, it's not really you. It's your memories, but a new mind isn't experiencing those. It, exactly. Like, right. does it, it, we don't know if it's a soul or not. It could just be yeah. your experiences. And I could definitely see factions coming up saying, oh, this is evil. This is, you know, barbaric. Yeah, I could see that, um, you know, it's another kind of artificial intelligence, right? I mean, there could be all sort of fanatics, uh, I could also see uh, another thought I had was it would be a great way to, if you could opt out of it in the game, it could be like a hard mode. Yeah. Right? I mean, How long can I point. without dying? <laughs> right? That's a great point. I, <clears throat> I agree that, well, it's not time for, for our comments yet. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to shut up. Um, Boris Kraken says, I think it will have some resistance, also looking at the price of even medical. Yo, uh, from an Evo pick, it's not cheap here. getting fixed at a hospital. So finally, a money sink. It's more like <laughs> it's more like a USA system of healthcare. If you can afford, if you can afford it, it's all good. Or 
it's mainly a benefit of the very rich uh, citizens or shadowy groups that can provide it to their members. Wouldn't it be funny if you could earn enough money to buy another life? Oh my goodness, I'm sure. In game, that would become the all-time obsession, right? Whatever it takes. I'm getting another life. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. Um... Oh, and then he also said, and and this is something I was going to comment also, they already said that in lore there is resistance from uh, whatever amounts to religion in the game. Um, Seth Mavros says, for sure, death is the last frontier, and there's been already millennia holding religions, um, hover, millennia of religions hovering around this. This soul thing and all regarding death, not to mention it all comes out of an alien. Van, and he said, and Van Duel with three exclamation points. Technology will raise groups of people fighting strongly against it. I could see the Xenothreat being really mad. Yeah. Um, excellent. And then Ursakin said, I sure hope so. Mm-hmm. that's a good answer that's a great answer Um, Jim Raymar says I hope that they have cults both for and against the use of cloning and cybernetics some sort of AI hive mind a la Ultron would be a really cool pirate faction and would make the AI being very smart and coordinated have a good lore reason on the contrary people opposed to it would also be neat Age could be a real status symbol, a good set of NPCs to be assaulting cloning facilities and trying to put an end to the practice. Um, and then oh Jim Raymar also had an answer to Chekhov's question. He said, um, I'm pretty new and my hanger has a Gladius and a Cutlass Black. My hmm. plan is to grind up my bounty hunter, my bounty hunter rep and use VHRT ERTs to make Alpha UEC. I think then I just want to earn a Carrick and otherwise travel light with ships that I have, uh, do a lot with the medic support gameplay, and explore more. Um, Jim, the Carrick, great idea. Just the best possible response you can have. Yeah, I agree. I kind of agree with that, you know, after having a bunch. You know, you really don't need the quantity, you need quality, as long as you have, you know, from ship what you like to do. I agree with Jim, so have yeah. your little fighter, have a mining maybe ship, if that's what you want to do. But I do have to agree that with you and Jim, that Carrick at this point, especially with a new map play, has to be the best all around if you're going to grind for anything, even though it's a very long grind. 26 million games. It is the second most expensive ship in the game. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so far. Um, and then uh, Boris uh, chimes in and says, um, I plan to try out the new box missions. <clears throat> My hope is that they'll scale up to larger hauling missions to use cargo decks and to take the pressure off of what is the dumpster fire of cargo gameplay. 
I think um, that would be a good idea. If, that, if they fix that, that would be awesome. Yeah. And now, let's see. Oh, wait, not to interrupt you, but I just finished my little cargo run. So mm-hmm. just to better oh. report on the results. So if it's a fully protected run in a max, it yielded 5,000, right? So if you were to make the same run and it proves to be totally protected against 30K, as a matter of fact, now that I think about it, it should also protect you from being, well, would it protect you from being blown up? Because I checked back in at a previous station. So if I get blown up, will I respond there or not? I don't know. It's worth trying out. But in any case, at least against 30K, if you're careful, I would probably do this with an escort uh, because I went from Cruel 1 Port Alisar. It took me less than 10 minutes. So if you're doing it in a Caterpillar, you could probably yield, and this is purely on scrap, 20,000. I mean, this is not a bad little run back and forth. It would literally take you 10 to 15 minutes round trip. Not bad. That sounds like a pretty worthwhile endeavor. Yeah. yeah. Um, then Ursican responded to your question, Chekhov. I am also hoping to make um, decent money in the de- rep deliveries. Our good friend Kilgore uh, commented. Uh-oh. Well, uh, let me guess. He's going to try to shoot me down as I'm trying to make my little, <laughs> you know, scrapping, you know, scraping the change. He's going to be after me. Preventing me right? <laughs> no, um, I mean... It's not too far away. (laughs) (laughs) I could have guessed that. Okay. He said, to rebuild after 315, I will simply say I'm only 20K away from a prospector every time I join a server until Care Bears give me enough for my Hornet ghost. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So for all you Care Bears out there, that's Kilgore. So... Be weary of his ass. He's not looking for a prospector. He's looking to rob a prospector. Um, And then, uh, well, I just wanted to say Admiral Cody responded with a classic uh, RuneScape tier business model. Um, And then Boris Kraken also said, uh, in response to Kilgore, (laughs) make you go to Aaron's halo. I can see every, um, sorry, it's hard to understand here. I can see every toss a two pilots, uh, throwing the TNT burrito at the back on dirty miners. Um, And I'm, and I'm going to challenge Kilgore because we're not the same care bears as we were. So one of my ships out of the gate is going to be a fighter. So just all I have to say is just bring it. We're ready. <laughs> but, um, but we are still kind of like pandas. Uh, I'm not, I'm not going to say bring it. Shoot on bamboo and roll it down That's the hill. Right. You I'm, could bring it to Chekhov. I'm ready for a challenge. He wants it to be brung. I don't. Uh. <laughs> I'm what they call a delicate flower. Um. And, uh, yeah, so that's it pretty much for the questions. Um, 
Now, next, we had a few questions uh, for us. Um, first of all, um, Cthulhu's disciple, disciple, a.k.a. Badger, right, Badger? Correct. <laughs> I'm like, every time I'm like, is it Badger? Is it Badger? Either. Is it a Badger? Either. Is it a Jackal? Um, he said, this is a clarification of my last question. It seems like the new regeneration mechanic will limit the amount of times you can respawn. So let's say we hypothesize that you can regenerate five times, and with each regeneration, your character degenerates from the original. If I bring 90% of the player's body in that proposed two-hour window, maybe it does not take up a complete regen. So maybe you can still regenerate, say, 4.9 times. This would explain the echo you get from the damage taken before death. And if you lost an arm, you could replace it with a cybernetic limb or use more of that regen pool to regrow the arm. Just theory crafting now. It sounds like the Discord earlier. Um, but you could approach a dead player, create a loot box from that player's body with a biohazard sticker, of course, then carry the package back to a hospital. Hmm. Yeah, would the would the box have a human skin on it? Or is it... <laughs> it puts it puts the human in the box, or else it gets the hose. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. If that, I, I mean, I think it's a. Co- I think it's a cool idea. Uh, I think the level of play. I don't know that they're going to do it that way. I don't know. They never do anything that simple, right? I mean, they yeah. just don't. I would have thought, like at the very least, maybe, maybe if you recover the body you can increase the amount of regen that you can have because you're keeping some of the non-degraded DNA, right? Because you're extracting it from the corpse. That, to me, could be kind of interesting, but I also don't know if they're going to do that. (laughs) I I do think that they're going to have things that you're going to be able to use to increase the quality of your image, right? Um, Mm. I think you're going to be able to buy things you know, either for the doctor or for the player and the doctor, which will increase your ability to to capture things about your body. Yeah. And I do think you're going to be able to pay more money to extend your life more. Maybe it's Grimhex, right? Maybe you can go there illegally and have a, a another clone made that's got defects in it, potentially defects. Defective, right? Yeah. Yeah. What do you think, Chekhov? Um, yeah, I think also the timing maybe will come into play depending on the speed of recovery or somebody getting to you. I don't know. They got. I, I think they're gonna put a timer into this. Somehow. Probably. Yeah. For sure. Um, Admiral Cody's question. Uh, this question is for Joe Rogan. Um, <laughs> that would be nice if you recall we discussed bringing him on the show jokingly yeah, last week um, but I think I think we could all answer this question even though it's pretty facetious at this point are you going to put together a hunting party when CIG adds Bigfoot slash the Microtech Yeti into the game what do you think Seaguard hunting party 
Um, I, I suspect we will do that. Uh, I, I, you know, being Care Bears, we could also be the anti-poacher guys. I just think that thing looks terrifying. <clears throat> it does. I think it's a bad idea. <laughs> How many readlings did we lose to the bear? <laughs> That's why I'm going for my sniper classification. I can actually see us us going in there like we did in prison. We'll all go to prison and see what it's like. Uh, I can see us all going out there without weapons and see who could run away from this thing and stay alive. Yeah. Check off. It's time to be the lure. um, uh, Time to lure it into the open. I'm watching The Walking Dead, so that right away reminded me Rick with an axe. (laughs) <laughs> Even better yet, try to smuggle it onto somebody else's ship within the org and not tell them it's there. Well, that, that would be snorkel. <laughs> Stab it a few times. Yeah. <laughs> Get it to follow you angrily. Yeah, Stab it in the armpit. That's what the <laughs> idols are. Um, last but not least, uh, Ursican states... Um, and we sort of talked a little bit about this, but I think he does ask some in- interesting additional. Given that we have a bit more information on CitizenCon, what are you looking forward to now? Does the pyro walkthrough leak change any expectations you had before? No, not really. I think it'll be very neat. But everything that we see usually takes a year for it to hit after the yeah. show. Um, uh, I'm very, I think the thing I'm interested in seeing is our Quanta. Yeah. Tony Z, I mean, first of all, he just yeah. spills so many beans, you know? Yeah. He's that, a bean spiller. <laughs> that Quanta, I think, is such a cool idea. And uh, mm. it's been a year since we saw that. So I think that we're going to see the next Wait, evolution. Of garage that. Now. Yeah. What what about you, I'd love to get an update on dynamic economy. I mean, yep. that was the most fascinating. Whatever they, uh, you know, that original, uh, you know, segment they had during CitizenCon, and I believe there was a follow-up on YouTube. Remember that episode? Yeah, it was uh, recent, was, semi-recent this year. Yeah, yeah, that was great. It's like, you know, I have my Star Citizen playlist, and I usually – Upload and delete that episode is permanently saved. I mean, and I rewatch it. I mean, this is just mind blowing. I mean, Tony Z is the second to last talk, uh, probably for a reason because he's pretty chatty. Um, Plus, people are really hyped about it. So, yeah. Um, I would say nothing has changed in terms of my hype except that I'm hoping. I'm hoping that it's just a satisfying, realistic, but exciting. I always like to see what's in the short term, what's in the long term citizen con, the pyro walkthrough leak. um, For those who don't know what that reference is, is during star citizen live last week, Jared accidentally flashed his slacker, his team. I think it was teams, his Microsoft teams account. And there was a chat group called, Pyro walkthrough yeah, CitizenCon 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, Leaks Discord has already confirmed, although you know they could be right or they could be wrong. 
the pyro walkthrough is either part of the planetary tech um, conversation or the um, the life in the verse section. Not saying that we won't necessarily see pyro again, because I could see us going to actually going to ruin station this time, even though it's not scheduled to be complete near the end of, I think it's Q2 next year. So I don't know. I guess we'll see. I'm trying to be open-minded at this point. Yeah, I'm trying not to right. set too many expectations, but I do want to be wowed. The character, the character is a sheep. Um, so those are all the questions for us. Seaguard, uh, I forgot to do this in the last segment, but what's your question for next week? So I did post that out already. So this one was relatively um, simple, but it did come out of our last big group play or, you know, when we had our last big um, mining effort together. So the question is, uh, question of the week, given the nature of multi-crew, how important do you think a role for communications officer will be in the game? What activities do you see? You should see my other role by my stats too. Okay, cool. That's a great question. Um, Awesome. So if you do have responses to those questions, if you have any questions of your own, if you want to talk about for science, if you want to tell us about segment ideas, if you have any tips or tricks you want to share with us, if you just want to tell us you hate the podcast or even better, if you love it, you can always submit any of that information by emailing us at readcastsc at gmail.com. You could, um, and that's SC star citizen. Um, Cause I realize sometimes my voice doesn't properly carry. Uh, you could DM our Twitter handle at ReadcastSC. You could submit a message through our anchor. You can join our Readcast Discord, Discord and, and communicate with us that way. Or you can always text us or leave a voicemail at 646-783-8154. Um, don't forget, as always, if you are looking for a crew in the verse that's respectful, law-abiding, has a ton of characters. Uh, and everything else under the sun, uh, and you're you're looking to make money and have fun at the same time. Come three fifteen, take a look at Reed. We stand for research and engineering through exploration and discovery. We also have a series of content creators. Last week we featured Earth in our last week's episode. Uh, he has a great YouTube series and a, and a bunch of other videos that aren't necessarily tied to one thing. Uh, mostly Star Citizen related, some other games as well. And then um, the music that you've heard, plus some, uh, has been written by Admiral Cody and Calibri. They have an online um, website that you, an online website. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> they have a, a um, site that you can go to to listen to their Star Citizen and read inspired soundtrack. And that, my dear citizens, wraps up another episode of Readcast. Thank you so much for listening. We will talk to you next week. Good night. Thank you. Uh, good night. Oh, they said good night this week, everybody. <laughs> yeah.